0: Hi, people! Okay, it's on. Mother, Maurice keeps putting his sticky hands in the smoky void that is my stomach. How come you're not solid? Oh, what a rude and ignorant question. Guys, be quiet. I'm trying to use the security app. Uh, hi, Moon. Can you hear us? Loud and clear. Nice. Staircase, can you hear us too? Oui, ça va. How is this trip? It's going... Uh... Fine. Get your tiny hands off of me. I'm trying to find your stomach and organs, but it's all smoke. You are both shaking the car. I am trying to concentrate. Hey, hands to yourself, kids. Ah. Oh, Jeez. Hi listeners. We're currently uh, outside Texas, I think? Victor drove until the sun came up and then we swapped and he slept under a blanket in the back. And I took over until the sun set again. And uh, yeah, I think we're in Texas. Uh, Anyways, I pre-recorded a bunch of dreams. I thought we could listen to them together while we drive. Is it even safe to listen to dreams? What if the dream eater finds us? I, uh, think it's safe. They're not actual dreams, just recorded ones. Right, Victor? I, uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. But it's probably fine. Right. Uh, let's see. Our first dream comes from Willow. I'm an avid sleep talker. My past partners have so many stories. I've had conversations with people, caused laughs and some concerns. I yelled to someone about a squirrel running between my legs while I was vacuuming in my dream, which was a really long dream just repeating itself. As a kid, I had a terrifying dream that my Barbie doll all of a sudden came to life and grew nine feet tall with shark teeth. She chased me forever until I decided to turn around and fight her. I woke up while I was fighting because my mother screamed when I bit into her arm. I have a lot of insane dreams. LOL. Oh, wow, (laughs) Willow, uh, what a spooky dream. (sighs) I wish I had a nine foot tall Barbie with shark teeth. Ah, what is a Barbie? Oh, a doll, Oh, you would love her. With blonde hair, she has lots of different jobs. Uh, Willow, to me, this sounds like just a spooky kid's dream. I wonder if, because you bit your mom in your sleep, does that mean in your dream you tried to fight the doll by biting it? If so, what a power move. I was also a biter when I was little. Ah, just like a little vampire. The next dream comes from Sarah. I dreamed I was visiting my mom at her new home that was a part of a community built on a semi-floating island in the sky. Her floating island was one of many, and all were held up in the sky by a slender, gravity-defying pillar of earth. The ground below the islands was covered in fog, and it all looked very eerie but beautiful. Once inside her house, my mom started to serve us bowls of chili, which she explained was made by the community who had a bit of a chili event going on. She said it casually, like it was the most normal possible thing in the world. When I started to inquire what she meant about a chili event, she pointed out the window to the fog below the islands. Soon the fog rolled out and an ocean of chili revealed themselves below. Apparently the chili event was just everyone in the community dumping chili off of the side of the islands to the point that the chili had a current and crashing waves. So much chili. Sarah, that started off so beautifully and got so weird so fast. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what chili means in a dream. Ooh, I love chili. Ooh, mother, pull off the highway and see if there's a wiener schnitzel nearby. If it's good enough for that old scallywag Warren Buffett, it's good enough for me. Uh, we don't have time to look for chili. How do you know who Warren Buffett is? I think you forget how old I am. I remember when he was a door-to-door bubblegum salesman. Uh, right. The next dream comes from Julia. In my dream, I am in an open air maze, but not inside of it. I start on the maze, literally walking on the top of the cinder block walls. They are tall and white like teeth, but are muddy, cracked and worn when examined closer. The walkways below me are mostly packed dirt, but are sometimes muddy or sparsely populated with yellow grass. I know that at some point, the maze must end but I never go looking for it or look up at the horizon it is midday but foggy and cold I am acutely aware that somewhere in this maze is a cannibalistic minotaur and I am absolutely horrified by the thought of him I imagine his wailing and gnashing of teeth his sharp gold-tipped horns and his capable strong body and I am stiffened with fear I know meeting with him in this labyrinth means death, but still, I don't bother to leave. Instead, I wander atop the cinder block walls aimlessly until I spot them. In a sheep's pen are all of my friends from high school bleeding helplessly. They can't escape because the pen is locked from the outside and they yell at me for help, warning me to leave in a language I can't understand. Terror strikes me in my heart because I know I have to help them escape, but helping them means I'll have to fall for my safety perched atop the walls. Not only that, but I know that I won't be able to look at the horizon and find our way back out. We will all then be trapped together, waiting until the minotaur eats us all whole. Though I know it is useless and dangerous, I cannot bring myself to leave knowing that they are trapped as they are. After trying desperately to study the way out, I drop down from my position and open the gate. They run out and I try to corral them toward the direction of the exit. But I'm finding it hard to remember which way to go and my high school classmates can't or won't listen to me. After hours of trying to leave, dread builds in my heart as I realize we are completely and utterly lost. When the Minotaur finds us, I know it is the end and immense guilt washes over me. If I would have left them where they were in the pen, maybe they would have been kept safe. Maybe they weren't even trapped. Why couldn't I have just let it go and escaped while I could? The Minotaur eats all my classmates and saves me for last while I cower in a muddy corner. I wake up in a cold sweat, breathing hard and afraid just as the Minotaur comes to devour me. Oh, Sarah. Ugh, what a frightening dream. I could see how that would be upsetting, but I think you're really brave for trying to rescue your friends. Clearly that dream, if anything, just proves the lengths you would go through for the people you love. Hmm. I would eat the sheep people. Rose. Sheep is good. Probably. I would win the Minotaur over with a kiss. That's... uh, Ugh. That's nice. Maurice. Fear not, gentle listeners ghost honey's dream machine we'll be right back after the break greetings gentle listeners i hope you've been doing well i am so excited to talk to you today about my very first book it's called gentle chaos poems tales and magic this book is a collection of poems images personal stories and vignettes that explore magic queerness lost history love and death and the enchantment and comfort to be found in the weird, the dark, and the different. There's also pictures of teeth. The holiday season is fast approaching, and this book could make the perfect gift for the sensitive, death-obsessed weirdo in your life. And you can purchase it now, wherever you buy books. Not only is there a book, but there is also a companion oracle card deck, a guided journal, and an audiobook recorded by yours truly, available wherever you listen to books. I hope you enjoy this book just as much as I do, and happy holidays from me to you. Welcome back, gentle listeners. Our final two dreams come from James. I have two that have stuck with me. In the first, it's the blue hour, twilight, and I'm approaching a gigantic mansion covered in snow. No lights are on in any of the many windows that are front-facing. As I approach the big double front doors, they swing inwards, and a creature made completely of red-orange fire flies out directly at me, and I wake up. And the second, I'm at the train station, headed home from work. The sun is just setting, and the sky is purple, red, and dark shades of blue. Truly a beautiful California sunset. As I make my way to the stone circle bench I always sit at to wait for my train, I realize no one else is there, but there's a shadow following me. When I sit down, the shadow approaches me and I hear a woman's voice say, do not fear me. The shadow then begins forming a humanoid shape standing in front of me and says, for I am darkness and I am here for you. She reaches out to caress my face tenderly And I wake up. Whoa James, those are some cryptic cinematic dreams. I couldn't find anything online about what it means to dream of a fire creature, but I did find some stuff about shadow people. This is what dreamsopedia.com had to say about shadow figures in your dreams. Dreams about shadow figures signify spiritual guidance. You are surrounded by a lot of negativity in your life. You are in a high position or in a position of power. The dream is a hint for rebirth, regeneration, and fertility. You are feeling conflicted. Uh, nice. I mean, I think that all sounds like good stuff to me, right? Rose, what were you doing in that person's dream? I'm not a shadow figure. I'm a goblin. Oh. Hmm. Are you? Sure? Yes. Oh. look like. I'm gonna open the car door and push you out. Ugh. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. This was a really great batch of dreams. Oh, uh, Moon, Staircase, what did you think of the dreams? Any quotes about nine-foot-tall Barbies with shark teeth or fire creatures? Mm-hmm. We seek the fire of the spark that is already within us. Command Kujuri. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, that was good. Thanks, Moon. We miss you. Don't put words in my mouth. Fire is my biggest fear. I worry so when the goblin plays with lighters at my base. Rose, don't taunt staircase with fire. It's exposure therapy, you fool. How are my moths, Moon? They, uh, haven't moved. (laughs) Classy moths. They've been sleeping a long time. (laughs) Right. Well, I think I'm gonna get some rest. We'll talk soon, Moon. Staircase. Good night. Good night, Petitani. Good night to you all too, dear listeners. I think by the next time we talk, we should be in Virginia. What are we doing in Virginia again? We're going on vacation, remember? Oh my God. Uh, Good night, everyone, and sweet dreams. <laughs> Ghost Honey's Dream Machine was written by me, Tyler Gaisa. It was co-created by me and my friends at Pod People who make this lovely little podcast come to life. Rachel King, Matt Sav, Chris Jacobs, Ryan Rivers, Morgan Fuse, and Ann Fuse. Special thanks to Barbara Jones and Mark Fisher at Outshine Talent and all of my family and friends. If you love Ghost Honey's Dream Machine, the best thing you can do is share it with a friend. And if you're an overachiever, please leave a glowing review and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow me at Ghost Honey on TikTok and at Tyler Geisa everywhere else to stay tuned on all Dream Machine news. And please, if you feel so inclined, go ahead and submit your own dreams at the dream submission form linked in any of my social media bios. I may include it in an upcoming episode. Bye for now.